Eruvin Perzain Mishnah Yod. This Mishnah discusses which foods can be used to make an Eruv or Shituf Bakoma. Eruvin Mishnatvin. All foods can be used to make an Eruv or Shituvim of Aot. Chutz Min Hamayim Min Hamelech, except for water and salt, because they're not considered significant foods. They do not nourish. And also, all breads can be used for Eruvin Chatzarot, whether they are whole or broken. Divrei Rabbi Yazer. These are the words of Rabbi Yazer. Rabbi Shua Amer. Rabbi Shua says, Kikarhu Eruv. Only a whole loaf of bread can be used for Eruvin Chatzarot, not a broken loaf. Afunu Ma'afes Sa'ah. Therefore, even if a huge loaf was baked from a Se'ah flour, cannot be used for Nerevei if it is broken however if there's a tiny loaf the size of an Isar a small coin can be used as an Erev if it is whole this Mishnah discusses purchasing a share in Erev in advance okay. not in Adam Ma'ah a person give a a small silver coin to a grocer or a baker so that when the other residents of the courtyard come to buy food for their Erev he will own a part of their rov. That is, the storekeeper will add the portion he paid for, thereby making him part of their rov. Now, all their movable objects, such as food, cannot usually be acquired simply by paying for them. The rabbis allowed it in this case in order to make it easier to make an rov. These are the words of Rebbe Yezer. So what's happening here is that person A walks into the store and says, listen, here's a ma'ah, here's a silver coin. When you, when person B comes in to buy food for their rov, just give them a portion of food and... I will be part of their rov. Can everybody else permits this, even though, even though normally when it comes to buying metalim movable pro- property, the sages enacted that it needs mashicha pulling the object or hagba lifting the object. Now, biblically speaking, when it comes to acquiring ob- uh, something, you, you don't you don't need to you don't need to do anything. You just need to pay for it and you and you and you own it. However, the rabbis added this extra level. Now, everybody else basically says in this case. This person does not need to do a Meshichah Hagbah because when it comes to Erov, the rabbis basically were lenient in this context. So that's what it can do. However, the sages say, this person's money does not acquire a share in the Erov for him. According to the sages, there's no special leniency that was made for making an Erov. Therefore, the, per- the portion the doorkeeper gave on their behalf never belonged to the person who gave them a'ah and therefore has no share in the Erov. However, the Chachamim agree that if this person paid another person who is not a grocer or a baker to acquire a portion of the Erov on their behalf, this person's money enables him to own a portion of the Erov food. Now, since ordinary people do not sell food the person gave the money intending to pay the other person to be their agent to acquire the portion of their rov on their behalf with a proper method of acquisition and then give it to their rov so for example so 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 that this person should pur- purchase food from someone else and lift it and then contribute to their rov so person a gives to person c money go and purchase food lift it and then give it back to person b who's making their rov or that the agent should give their own food and grant this person possession of it by having the person collecting their rov lift on their behalf Okay, so essentially uh, 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 making making something work as, as as an agency. The money that was provided was for the service rather than as payment for the food. Since the person giving the ma'ah was not buying food, but simply paying someone to arrange an eruv for him in a proper manner, the food contributed by the agent did belong to the one paying him. The agent acquires the ma'ah not as a payment for the food, but as a fee for their efforts. Now, the ruling of the sages implied that when the person giving the ma'ah pays a grocer or a baker, their eruv is invalid for him, even if the shopkeeper makes the eruv themselves, using their own food, and granting possession to, of it to all the residents of the courtyard, including the person who paid him. So, for example, the storekeeper themselves is a resident of the courtyard or alley. When when he sees that it's necessary to make an eruv or shit off, what he does is that he gives his own food on behalf of everyone else, and grants possession of it 
it to all the residents of the courtyard as the Erov Shitov. Now, the rabbis explain why, even if this person, even if the person gave the Ma'al to the storekeeper, the storekeeper then does this, it doesn't count. Why? This is because we cannot use a person's possessions to make an Erov for him without his consent. Since the person gave the money to buy food and that was not effective, even if the storekeeper would give food to him, to the Erov, for him to the Erov collects and grants ownership of it, keeping the money as his fee, as an, as an agent of sorts, that will not be effective. Why? Because the, per, the the storekeeper would be using the person's money in a way he had not been authorised to do. The storekeeper would be using that person's money to make an eruv for him without his consent. Thus, according to the sages, it's not effective. Now, even though this person doesn't mind spending ma'af for the, for the eruv, they didn't authorise the storekeeper to spend the money in this way. Therefore, the eruv that gets made, as a result, is considered an error of made using the person's money without their consent. So he gave the money to pass on the food, but then the storekeeper decided to do it himself and said, "You know, what? I'm going to be the I'm going to be the shaliach." But according to the chachamim, because there was no explicit consent, that doesn't work. You can't, you can't, you, you can't just you can't just make yourself the shaliach of sorts for this person and then pass it on because this person came in with a certain doubt, with a certain idea of what was going to happen. Now, Rabbi Huda. Uh, when was it said that we cannot use a person's property to make an eruv for them without their consent? Only with regards to eruvet Why? Because it's not clear that there's a, there's no clear benefit to the owner because an eruvet could go in one direction or another direction. So if they put it to the north, it limits this person's travelling to the south. So therefore, it, it limits them. So it's not necessarily a clear benefit. But when it comes to eruvet which is a clear benefit to a person because it allows them to carry from the house into the courtyard so we can make an error for a person with or without their consent because the rule is that you can benefit a person without their consent but you cannot disadvantage a person without consent and this is a principle that we apply in all legal matters we can perform an act on someone else's behalf even without their express consent if it is a clear benefit to him because in such a case his consent can be assumed so he disagrees with the Chachamim the Chachamim and say you know what he gave the money to acquire the food not to have this person act as, 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 as a shaliach as an agent but Rabbi Yudha says no because Ultimately, this person's benefiting is getting the erovechatserot that he wanted when he came into the shop on Friday to 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 to, to do this whole thing. So therefore, it would suffice. Have a great.